Welcome to the Evolution CBS podcast, where we discuss all things mergers and acquisitions. If you're a company owner and you want to learn more about how to sell your business for a premium value, then this is the podcast for you. Okay, so the next in our series of podcasts focused on the mergers and acquisitions sector. And I'm really excited today to have the opportunity to speak to a live, kicking, screaming client that we've done a transaction with. So I'm delighted today to be joined by Sean Baker, one of the founding shareholders and owners of European Raider Rays Limited that we work with and very successfully completed a transaction for them a month or so ago with Rockpool Investments. Welcome, Sean. Hi. Nice to to be here. Thank you. Yeah, good to have the time with you, mate. And given the way in which we want these podcasts to be used, our ideal audience are people that might be where you were a year or so ago before you took ERA to market. So the focus we'd like to get in the conversation this afternoon, as we can, is to talk about the process of going to market and sort of like what, what was it like for you, the good, the bad and the ugly, if you like, in terms of what works. So give us a bit of background, first of all, if you don't mind, about about ERA, obviously, but also about you, about Sean, so that people can understand who it is that's talking, please, mate. Yeah, okay. So um, oh, where to begin with that one? Uh ERA, we've been trading now for 23 years. I think mm. it's coming up to now. Um, and uh, myself and my business partner, Mark, um, pretty much from day one have, have been part of the company and, and, and have been on a, on, on a roller coaster ride of running a business for, in all, for all that time. Um, I think uh, the business has, has, has grown quite successfully over that time and uh, we've reached a, a certain size and a... a from a business perspective and a certain age from a personal perspective uh, where it, where we got to the, the, the point where we thought it was time to look at uh, going to market with the business. Mm. Uh, and that's when we came and, uh, and spoke to you guys. And if I think of the background to that in terms of where you operate, so we are Ray operate in the in the media and entertainment space. Yeah. Um, so you're you're working with an amazing group of of customers that that need the provision of facilities, whether it's for um, for storage of data or for them to be able to render material that they've created or special effects they're trying to create and the like. So why that sector? Why are you there? Um, Historically, we there was a, a the few of us that set up the business in the first place. Um, we had a lot of experience from a, an IT perspective in um, for myself from oil and gas, which has got a lot of uh, lead into to media into mm. in, entertainment, and from uh, the business partners at the time um, also came from the media and entertainment world. Um, and it's one of those markets where you really need to understand the industry to be able to 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 work with the uh, the clients in that space they tend to talk a slightly different language uh from the from the it world mm. um so they talk about uh it in terms of codecs and camera formats mm. and uh audio formats and and understanding that type of data and how that data moves around and, and how they need to access that data is important so uh, a lot of our staff in within the business are from that media and entertainment sector okay, okay. And in all the time that uh, we've been trading, we've pretty much focused entirely in that space. We've got a few customers that uh, sit outside in in Mm. other areas, such as oil and gas and those Mm. kind of areas. But the workflows and the type of systems that we do are very much focused in that area. From working with you over the period of time we were at market, so getting on for a year, actually, in terms of the time we worked from the time we started to successfully... Most of the day, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If if I remember correctly, you're you're sort of a mixture in terms of your skill set between technical, because you're quite technical in terms of the way that you 
we're able to design solutions for prospective customers, clients, in terms of what you're doing, but also commercial. So the two you were dealing with, is it fair yeah, to say? I, I started from a technical perspective. My, mm. my background from the Dale F School or the Dale F uh, University was technical. Mm. Um, and uh, and I, I worked in IT support and, and IT <sighs> services uh, up to the point that I started at ERA. And mm. starting at ERA on, and starting up ERA, I came into ERA to run the technical side of the business. Uh, okay, okay. Um, just over time, I uh, I developed into a more commercial role. As, and and as to be fair, probably handled most of the primary commercial relationships for the business. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, certainly within uh, not in the first, you know, probably not in the first five to ten years. Okay. Um, but certainly, our, you know, in the last ten years, yeah, absolutely. I've, mm. I I am that lead commercial uh, person within within the business. So, so, so when you then sorry, when you then go to market, then that that gives us a challenge because you're thinking about do I do I sell all of the company? Do I sell part of the company? And then you meet people like me that are saying, yeah, but hang on a minute, Sean, you own you own all of those commercial relationships. So if you walk away, that's a challenge. So that factored into our conversations about whether you would stay for a period or whether you know whether sale of all of it was appropriate or whether an investment partner to help you on the next stage of the journey would work can you elaborate on that a bit for us mate yeah, yeah i think when we came and spoke to you initially we didn't we we didn't really know um no. we, we we knew we were at the point where the business needed to take the next step um and we were quite open-minded about what that next step would look like whether whether the, the person that eventually bought the business would want us to be um, mm. part of the business um, or or even if we felt we we uh, we wanted to be part of the the next phase of the business I think what we learned going through the sale process was uh, we, we actually got very much re-engaged with the business mm. and what we mm. what we had uh, achieved in the last 20 years and then what the potential was um, and it, it became quite clear that um, you know the, the type of people that were looking at ERA as a as a as a purchase would very much want Mark and I to stay on and, and mm. keep that continuity within the business. And we very much bought into the idea of, of what the next phase for the business could be. I, I, I remember in the in the take-on process, the discovery process that we worked together on, I can remember having some some really enlightening, almost development roadmap sessions, I think, that, that we had together. Yeah. You, you, you came in and we spent some time talking about what you were currently doing, but talking about ideas and where it was progressing, and, and that was fascinating, watching that re-engagement as you were starting to describe things, and you could almost see you thinking, actually, that's not a bad idea. Why, why wouldn't I do that? Yeah, yeah. Well, we just, I think when it, we'd, we were really just coming out of COVID at the, the middle yeah. part of last year as we as we engaged with you to, to look at the sale. Um, and for the two years prior, and probably, if I'm honest with myself, if I go back a couple of years before that, Mark and I, a business mm. partner, uh, had been, we've been running the business 22 years. We had got to the point where we didn't really need to talk to each other. Um, and uh, and, and I, I looked after the commercial element and he looked after the financial element and we could exchange an email a week pretty much and the business carried on. Um, and I think it's, uh, there was a lot of work that we put in at the start in, in preparing information about ERA to go to market. And, uh, and the two of us sitting in the room was almost enlightening enough from our perspective about, you know, things that we, the conversations that we had that in, in most businesses you probably should be having, <laughs> be having much more regularly. But, 
but yeah, it, it re-engaged us certainly together before we even got to the point of going to Mark. And, and with a broad grin, he's not here, which is a shame because Mark would be great in this conversation. I can remember him complaining he had to see too much of you because you were working together on the preparation and yeah. then the time that we had at market. Yeah. So, so in that context, then you know we were clearly trying to find the right investor. So. From your perspective as the business owner, you've got all those years, you've created this. You're now starting to think, actually, this could actually become something quite special for the future. How did you work out of the people that we tried to put in front of you who the right investor, who the right acquirer was going to be? What was in your mind? Uh, that's a good question. and I don't know if it's one I've really, I've really thought about. There's a lot from the first... I, I got a lot from the first meetings with potential investors mm. uh, is it a feeling? I don't know, but it's it's certainly you, you take a lot from that initial meeting, the, the personalities around mm. the the people that invest that the, the looking at your business, um, how prepared they were yeah. for that meeting, mm. how much of their own uh, how, how much of their own investigations that they done before they arrived, and and the level of understanding of the business that they you know that they took away, mm. and the interest that they paid uh, in that first meeting certainly made a difference to my decision. You know whether we were looking at uh, an investment company or whether we were looking at uh, um, trade yeah. Uh, yeah. that that were interested in the business at the time. Yeah, that that initial meeting made made a lot of difference. And the levels of engagement were quite different, weren't they? As you, as you say there, and I think um, again, I can remember the the long list that we worked from, and then a number of meetings that took place, and then a short list of what was probably half a dozen yeah. organisations that could have been. The investor, and if I think of the the two or three that shone through in that process, I can remember some really interesting kickarounds with those individuals looking at the business where they were trying to understand what the opportunity was and trying to kick those ideas around and then trying to challenge. And I can remember some quite animated discussions with potential investors. Yeah. How was that in terms of the recipient of that that inquiry and challenge? Uh, they, they were the more enjoying meetings, generally. Uh, you know, we were at a point where we were meeting a number of investors. investors so we're doing the, uh, the company presentation a number yeah. of times. Yes. Um, so I think if you've got someone in the room that's engaged and interested in the business, and if they're challenging some of the things you're saying, for me, that that takes the uh, the meeting to a different level anyway, and I find it much more engaging. So, yeah, those the, the process, the, the more engaged the investor or potential um potential investor was the more interesting for me that the meetings became yeah I, I i remember it well and i and if i think down to the last two or three yeah um we were we've we've done one of these sessions with tom coey from rockpool yeah. and it was interesting getting his take as the eventual investor in the business and the two words that sprang through in the conversation we had with him was it was pragmatism and collaboration in terms of thinking. So so I remember watching sessions with you and with Tom and, and Toby Hurdle there that were yeah. in the Rockpool team where they were scratching at the things that you were doing and trying to understand it and where they could go. But it always felt very collaborative where they were trying to look for the best, for the right way to go, for the opportunity that they could work with you on, I think. Yeah, I mean, Rockpool, obviously our chosen investor at, mm. at, at the end of the process. Um, but they... Uh, first time we met those guys we were immediately in, engaged mm. uh, they were quite engaging they came prepared and they understood the business for me that you know was a yeah. big tick um but yes we did it obviously a number of sessions before we before we finally made the decision and uh, yeah they were very interactive uh, they really had taken the time to understand mm. uh, the business so it didn't feel like we needed to explain 
the business to them. We was no. we were scratching at the detail, mm. um, and there was a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of to and fro between us. Yeah, there was. A, I, I I remember some of the very detailed sessions that we had around the, the financials, around pricing, around the future vision and strategy and such yeah. like. But but then ultimately, judgment call was made. And then talking about good, bad, and the ugly, then we get into due diligence yes. in terms of them trying to prove their assumptions in the transaction that they want to create with you in terms of where I And again, with my conversation with, with Tom, we were talking about received wisdom around the world of private equity was that their only purpose in life would be to lock you into exclusivity and then batter the price down and chip what they were going to pay you for the business. Yeah. Let's talk about that because that wasn't our experience of, of either what in principle happened or their approach was it so how was that yeah um, due diligence is um yeah a, a, a process that you you don't understand until the until you've done it once and i'm sure you know you've done it a few times now so you, you've got a good a good steal on it it's not one i'll rush into again um but they it carried on in the same vein with rockpool from our mm. perspective they they were collaborative before we went into due diligence and and everybody warned mark and i before we went into that process, yeah. that it's quite intense, but I don't think you're ever as prepared for it as as, it, as intense as it was. But I think that said, it was an intense process, but it still went well. Mm. Um, and I think inevitably, probably all businesses hit a hurdle as you go through due, dili mm. due diligence that needs some discussion. Uh, and from Rockpool's perspective, yeah, they were they were understanding and collaborative right the way through that process. So um, I think uh, it it just went on to to make us feel comfortable that we had made the right decision. Yeah, the, the approach to, to, to resolving issues or dealing with challenges or clarifying understanding that I remember was very much about trying to see it from the other person's perspective and trying to find a way through it. I don't remember many times when what we had was an impasse where their take was yes or your take was no and, and you know, never the twain shall meet. I don't remember yeah. that. They worked hard, I think. They they definitely did, yeah. And uh, and I'm sure at points they found at points in the process they found Mark and I challenging on some of the things that we pushed back on. Surely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they 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 were more than understanding in that process. I think they they certainly looked at it from our side, and you know, it, it's a business that we have, have built and run for 22 years. Yeah. So you're 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 emotionally attached to it. Um, and uh, and as you as you're delving into some of those in depth details, there's yeah there's a, a few things that pick up that uh, that need discussion. Yeah. And then subsequently completed the transaction. New new chairman, new chairman, providing input and finance man. Talk about that. Yeah. So uh, the, part of what we were looking for from uh, in, from an Im investment partner was that they they would we were ready to take the business to the next phase. And mm. and, and Mark and I had grown it to a size that. You know, we, we need some support going into the next mm. phase. Um, and Rockpool have, have, have stood by their, their word in the sense of, of bringing people in now that are really going to support the business to grow. And, uh, and Roger started mm. pretty soon after the investment completed. And he's we, we met him before, didn't we? Because yeah. he was one of several potential chairpersons, I suppose, yeah. that, that were introduced. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I think Rockpool found him almost by... By chance, and he's uh, and uh, he's got a lot of experience in the media and entertainment okay. market, as well as um, travel and other and other areas. Um, and he's been a really great guide yeah. in the early stages. We go into the hundred day plan after the uh, after the due diligence process, so um, it's a lot you know it's a it's a lot more relaxed in the sense that we're now we're we're now doing regular meetings with Rock Paul mm. and Roger. Um, but he's really guiding us, uh, mm. been a great, great help in guiding us through that. And, and then 
and, and steering us in the right direction, gently steering us in the right direction. <laughs> Uh, and, and making sure that some of the things that we need to complete within this this hundred days are, are we're working on, and we're setting the business on its on it on the right footings to grow. And, and and finance was one of those areas that had consumed Mark's life, hadn't yeah. it, in terms of what he was doing. So you've got a new finance guy on board as well to to augment the team. Yes, a uh, new CFO. Uh, he's not quite started yet. Oh, okay, Start, okay. Starts on Monday. Um, and so Mark's, Mark's hoping for great things. We're all hoping for great things. There's no pressure on him now starting. Um, but uh, he's also come from uh, from the media and entertainment industry, you know, from a connection with Roger, actually. So mm. um, that, that network of people and that uh, the wealth of knowledge is, yeah. is already growing. So, yeah, he's, he's coming on board to, to start looking at setting the company up to take its next step. Next so, so through the process... Got out the end, money in the bank. Money in the bank. Won't talk about that. That wouldn't yeah. be seemly, would it? Really, building the team. How does it feel now? The other side of the transaction for you, because you had your aspirations and hopes in terms of taking the business on that next stage of the journey. What's the reality a month or two after stepping into the next stage, mate? Yeah, we, uh, we've, you know, it's, it is only a month or two. Um, it's taken. It's probably taken a month after the due diligence process for my head to settle down to a level uh, to actually start thinking about work in a in a in a in a focused way again. And but it, we're getting there, and um, it's quite exciting now. You know, some of the opportunities that um, having a partner like Rockpool on board brings to the company is is exciting, and I'm uh, I'm engaged for the next three to five years or whatever that next mm. whatever timeline the uh, the next phase takes us through. Um, I think there's there's a, a lot to happen uh, and, a, and a lot to embrace. So, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. So looking back on the process, people that are listening to us might think, yeah, but what would you do differently? Is there anything we could have done differently? Either you or us, for that matter. What could we have done differently or done better to make the process work better for you? I'm, I'm not actually sure there is a lot that we could have done better. I mean, condense it and do it in six months. I might... <laughs> You know, it ta- it takes a year, but I don't I don't know that it's possible to actually do it any quicker than that. Um, by the time you've done the you know the initial um, information pack, really about ERA, take a little bit mm. of time to create that. Actually, sending out to market, do the meetings with all the investors, choose your investor, do some more meetings, do the due diligence. That that process took us a year, um, but right the way through it, from a from our perspective, we had great support from you guys, mm. and uh, I certainly, from my perspective, wouldn't do it without you. Um, but the, the process was made easy, from mm, okay. as easy as it can be, uh, I think, uh, helping us understand each phase, um, what needed to be provided, what we needed to be, be, prepare, be prepared with, um, support in the meeting, setting up those mm. meetings, arranging those, worked really well from our perspective. Um, and as many warnings as we had about due diligence, I don't think you could have done could have done more. Um, that that's that you know that was the hardest part of the process. Yeah, good, good, good. Listen, that that's been really it's good, great to see you again. I know it's only been a couple of months. It it's weird because you you when you're in the transaction, you're sort of talking to each other pretty much every day yeah. in terms of where it's running. And I'm sure you've missed us horribly. Oh, no, you oh, won't. definitely have. Definitely have. <laughs> but it's great to see you on the other side of the transaction. It's great to see some of the some of the news that's flying around in terms of what ERA are continuing to do. And I know from speaking to, to Tom, they're very, they continue to be very excited about where the business will go and the next stage of its development. So it was a great pleasure to work with you. And we just wish you 
well, hugely well for the future, both for you, for Mark, and for the collective and expanding teammate. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Evolution CBS podcast. You can follow us on LinkedIn and visit our website, www.evolutioncbs.co.uk, where you can subscribe to our email newsletter, get further details of our transactions, read the blogs we regularly publish, and learn about the free business owner masterclasses that we run in London and elsewhere in England. Thanks again.